0: sing a songwriter here in Portland, Oregon in my studio. i have been recording and I recorded a new song for you, singing your lullabies, which is dedicated to my daughter who was murdered inside my stomach basically when I was taken uh, to um, an illegal establishment because it was convenient for my ex-boyfriend who was a big hootie duty football player and he's My family had a lot of influence, and my family had no idea I was taken from my home. And I was lined up with other little girls that I believe were human trafficking victims since I've learned what it's all about. So much later in my life, um, I had never been out of 15 minutes within my hometown, so I had no idea what went on in the world. I was very, very securely taken care of, and my family thought I was safe with this kid but I was not, and he never wanted to face things that he had done wrong, and every time he got arrested, it was looked at like a kid thing, and it wasn't a big deal, and just get him off, and oh, he's so funny, and he's such a a nice guy, but, um, you know, when you keep letting someone get away with things like this, it gets really tragic and dangerous, so this is really why I believe my life got so dangerous, because once these people get away with this, at you in your life and this this young boy had it all orchestrated i mean he has an envelope he gave to them they were talking to him like you know how this has to be done because she's a minor and i said don't think you're doing anything to me and i'm thinking there's no way anybody can physically take me but they did they drugged me they took me and they they did this horrible procedure and i won't get into the horrible glory details but i was far along and um, after I was drugged, this this young boy, he was of age, but he still was a young boy, I consider, uh, was was upstairs to make sure, went all the way upstairs to make sure that I was dragging my body into this room, which I blamed myself for for many years, not only for having sex, but for the fact that I walked into the room and and I knew I wasn't there in my mind, but to feel that I somehow voluntarily uh, dragged my feet and I didn't understand what drugs do to people. So I have been learning a lot about human trafficking and body parts and um, just the horrors. And I really thought that human trafficking was this extension of the world in a corner somewhere that I just hear about. I had no idea that so many people, it almost seems like every other person, is at least being preyed upon for either a body part or um, some kind of abuse where they want to use them for something. Um, Using someone for anything for you is human trafficking. I mean, you don't have to steal a child and put them into sex slavery or use their body parts or just use the uh, adult's body parts. There's so many other forms of human trafficking. And sometimes these people don't even make money it's just they like to to um, it's a convenience for them or an enjoyment for whatever act is being done so uh, this is really really um, a sad thing so I wrote this song and when I was going through the worst of my head injuries about 10 years ago just really learning about a lot of this stuff which was happening to in my later 20s but That's when I was taken down all of a sudden. Once again, my body just being taken from me um, in public places. And this wasn't even in this horrible illegal establishment. It was an establishment that really I found out now doesn't really follow the rules real well, but enough that just regular people can walk in there and just take you down again to a mild brain injury during a routine surgical procedure. And so both times when I was taken down it was a very convenient way that it stopped me from being able to think about it further being able to find out more about it being able to talk about it and then when I started learning more about it 10 years ago once again I was taken down and you get to the point where you're starting to really go into a place that you're you're really you you're right in the middle of it really And I know when I called uh, the police station, who would have been, I thought, maybe somewhat close to the area, um, they were rude to me, which they thought it was, um, you know, that playing that little black and white crazy game where, because I I felt like I was uh, talking to my daughter, relating to her, and she was really telling me, you have to do something. And really, it was for my life at that time, because it wasn't going to stop this abuse upon me. And I'm sure many people before they die, they can really relate to uh, this different realm. And I'm sure these officers officers know that it's just, you know, uh, ignorance or just sometimes I feel convenience um, because every time I've ever gone to them, I've gotten the same thing. And right before it really got bad, right after I was taken down to New York, when I was in a police station. Um, I really, really was trying to let them know something happened to me in this hospital. And they threatened to arrest me. I said, fine, arrest me. Something happened to me. I knew at that point I had to do something. And that's when the whole world came crashing down on me because not only were they not going to do anything, but they took me to a room and really kind of confused me with a couple other people. And I knew that I was purposely being confused whether or not one or both of them knew this. And same thing when I went into another police station, I was threatened if I wanted to go back to talk to the chief of police, because then it was it was starting to really go up the ladder to where I was being orchestrated toward. And once again, I, I was afraid. At that point, I was afraid to be arrested. Whereas before that, I really didn't care because I still had my mind somewhat about me, like the anesthesia incident didn't quite settle in enough and my brain was still fighting it but then when you just kind of surrender to it the reality of life comes up that you're alone out there and now you can't really take care of yourself appropriately and these people have me right by the ball so to speak and they did they had me right where they wanted me so the catastrophic of the situation definitely took effect um, I won't get into the entirety of it but um, I, I didn't end up into any human trafficking ring because, well, I most likely did when I was 17. I don't know the, what they did to my child's body. It was a late abortion. So I would have to say I was a victim right then and there. And once you're marked up as that, they're going to easily come in and out and say, "Would well, you? we got her once. So this is going to be really easy to get her again. And then once you have so many people that are involved, as I say, you've got the authorities, you've got... Different hospitals you've got a number of people and what I did is uh, I should finish saying what I was gonna say when you have so many people involved not only is it easy for them to quiet the situation but they're gonna want to quiet the situation and even if the next person doesn't know that's helping them it's just a word over the telephone so I knew to just compose myself compose myself keep my eyes open as I did the entire time I ran from abuse once I was really in the gist of it for, uh, I don't know, seems like 20-something years. Um, I mean, it never ends, but I got to the point where I just grabbed it by the tail. And I said, okay, I am gonna now, I'm ready to fight back, I'm gonna become public about it, even if it's just a small corner. I was already public about abuse uh, 10 years ago from this point, but I really had no clue as to how much crime and how easy it is for crime to uh, be gotten away with and how close it is, like, every second of our lives. And it was such an eye-awakening experience. And the fact that there were so many people out there on the same spectrum who were intelligent and who were speaking about it in a positive way to help, was another eye-opener. And I kept waiting for these people to shrivel away and they haven't. So I thought, well, geez, you know, if these other people are out there and they're in very well platforms, um, very well done in respective platforms, it, it encourages me to continue and just really speak as intellectually as I can uh, for these little girls, these other little girls, I have no idea where they were taken afterwards. And I have no idea, you know, uh, if if any of them were even alive today, because I would have bled to death if one of them didn't stir. For all I know, she's not even here because she was the one that was awake of all the ones that were lined up that saw this woman in there. The council was letting me bleed to death. And I was begging her. I mean, I was just about to go all out. The, the blood was pouring out so bad. And uh, she looked at that girl, got worried and took a towel and plugged me up and boy let me tell you what an experience but to to have it all come into your life right there um which some people might say we weren't quite in it I mean you know what's the big deal and and I think with the feeling I'm feeling now and I can see both sides stepping in and out of it it's the feeling that you know they're right there and they're drooling on you like a hungry dog and whether or not it's to be careful that I'm not saying too much or the fact that they know that I've been there so to speak Um, and this seems to be with a lot of things pedophiles uh, domestic violence abuse um, any kind of human trafficking sexual abuse it seems to be the same case and I I'm still learning when I say that because that is something new to me. But I think it's still like um, the 50% that's bad and the 50% that's good. And I used to say, oh no, all people are good. You know, there's only this really small thing. But I think I suppose the people who don't necessarily know, I think ignorance can be bad. Let's put it that way. Ignorance, we have to realize ignorance is bad. If we don't realize ignorance is bad, then these crimes are going to continue to go on and we have to stop and think. Just because somebody tells us something, just because somebody says something, you don't know unless you've really spoken to that person. You don't know unless you've seen it. So don't assume. A lot of things come my way and people ask me to help them. And I said, I can't because I wasn't there and I don't know. And this is not a woman who says she's been hurt. I will be there. I mean, if it's a very conflicting public situation, I'm very careful about that. But if a woman says she's been hurt, I believe her. I believe her. I mean, no questions asked. There are very few women that will come forward to say they've been hurt when they haven't been hurt because... The What is done to you, if you say that, even though you've been hurt, is horrible what you go through. It's horrible when you tell you've been hurt, the things that are done to you. And it's just still such a horrible mindset that I hope I can change while I'm alive. But back to the song. So singing you lullabies is really about me being able to, and I still even, even today, which I've, I've made other contributions at the worst of my head injuries, which is Be Free Like Me. It's a free book I have up at my site, laurigianfinella.com if you want it. And it's about other kids, little real little kids, who um, either don't know how to talk or they just can't speak. And it really helps them open up and talk about things they've been through. And I, I could never write that again. But I I could write it at that moment, and I'm just really glad that I had that gift. But the gift of this song, the relating as um, as to the way that I could years ago, I can see where I'm at in the relating, and I can word it in a manner. Let me give you an example. I thought this verse was just so perfect. I hope you're not hearing the clicking. It's really hard for me to edit these these. Um, audio tracks on here. Oh, you know, it doesn't bring tears to me now. I just look at it like it's just a fact. I see a progression in life. I relate to every level of thrive. I've been putting my effort to this. You have grown so far in your mind. How can a person with a dead baby that she's never seen, see this baby progressing in life, relate to her, her thriving, and uh, uh, putting myself to it—that's that, self-explanatory. You have grown so far in my mind. First of all, you've grown so far in my mind. Most people can relate to it's the fact that she's so strong to have, have gone through this, um, and I'm so proud of her. You know that brings tears to my eyes. Oh, okay. I see a progression in life. Uh, it's 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 really it's 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 growing in life from wisdom. To her, I relate to every level of thrive, and that's the continuance of it. She's this wise little baby that has has taken this horrible sense of tragedy, and she so deserves to be uh, commended for it. I'm so proud I've been a part of this. Uh, you know, uh, the the um, the growing of her. You're the biggest person I've ever met. You know you're the whole world around me. And she really is, because you can't forget your child in heaven. They're always going to be the whole world around you, because the whole world is around you. The, the whole sense of um, the whole aura, your spirituality, um, what you believe in, it's all around you. So, And, of course, um, your strongest sense of, of love and dedication, devotion is is all wrapped up in that. So I dream of singing you lullabies that will bring you comfort though. You may not have heard me. I was singing them to you anyway. So when I'm dreaming of singing her lullabies, I know she can't hear me, but I'm singing them anyway in reality. So I'm kind of doing both those things at the same time. So I just really, really, I'm uh, so proud that I could finish writing this. I have the full lyrics at my band camp. Um, I think I have them at my mylauriejeanfinala.com, too. I'm sure I do. I don't think I changed anything. I got this one down just once. I first 1st uh, first write through, I believe. So it, there shouldn't be any changes at my blog. But I'm just very proud that I could get this done. It sounds pretty dang good. My garage band is still, I mean, the most I can get for any kind of studio sound. I used to do, like, a large hall thing in, um... Cakewalk, but I'm using GarageBand now. And they changed so much. All I can get for any kind of recording that I that I know of is this small studio closed-in room or a couple other things. And so it's it sounds more like I'm singing in a, a small area, but I think it's pretty enough. And then I, I don't know how to fade out in GarageBand anymore, believe it or not. Uh, they changed everything there, too. It used to be so easy. Um, so I'm still trying to figure it out. So I'm sorry about the the quick ending. I tried to do it online too through this converter place, and it didn't work. But um, yeah, I think I think that's probably the gist of this song that, that I want to discuss with you. I can't think of anything else. I think I probably give you a pretty big mouthful, and I'm sure plenty to make people upset. But you know, I think it's really, really, really important. If my life's worth anything and any kind of value. Um, it's up to me to make it valuable. And if I let these situations devalue me, then that's really such a shame and it's it's a waste. So I can I will continue to make myself very valuable in, in the work that I do. I'm a really good writer. Uh, the fact that I can even take some loops, even though it's been really hard for me lately, and throw them together to make any kind of pretty tracks, which is what I do, um, I think is pretty amazing. I wish I could play an instrument, but I think my hands still aren't well enough. I mean, I don't think they'll ever be well enough from the the horrors of abuse that I've taken, but so, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy this song and, you know, I really hope you're not one of the ignorant ones. I really hope you're one of the ones you're going to think twice before you listen to to someone that tells you something that you really don't truly know. If someone asks you for help, uh, like me, many times, even people outside of uh, authoritarian or public places that I would try to just open up in my mind and 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 say, geez, you know, something's not right. I don't feel right. You could see I was sad. I didn't have anyone who was interested in listening to anything I had to say. And I really learned not only did I not have friends that got involved in these tragic things that happened to me, but the ones who didn't just really didn't want to hear it. They felt my life was too easy. Uh, it was too pretty. Everything always came too easy to me. And it did. Everything came very easy to me it also came very fast crashing down so I think if you really care about someone whether they're pretty or not I think you really should listen to them so God bless you Lord Jean Finella singer songwriter